Let's pray. Father, thank you for that. And thank you for your goodness and mercy. And Lord, speak that goodness and mercy into our lives today. We might know the embrace of your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Christ is risen. Alleluia. We were um, having our first prayer retreat at Lamb of God in, in Flower Mound a number of years ago. And uh, my favorite part of the retreat whenever we had these was between lessons we would go into the sanctuary and we would just spend time individually in prayer and quiet. Usually half hour, 40 minutes, and then go back for the next lesson. And while we were in there for one of the te- for that prayer time, the, the pastor, Pastor Weiser, who was leading us, noticed that there were boxes of Kleenex everywhere in the sanctuary. And, and so at the next teaching time, he, he referenced that. He said, I noticed lots of Kleenex everywhere. Do you people cry a lot during worship? And one of the smart Alex congregation raised his hand and said, well, you'd cry a lot too if you heard one of pastor's sermons. <laughs> but anyway, we do cry. The Kleenex was there because of the prayer retreat in case people became emotional while they were crying. And in most pastor's offices, Doctors' offices, counselors' offices, Kleenex's standard equipment, because those are places where people shed tears, and not just because of the sermon. We cry at various times in life. We cry because we're happy, we cry because we're sad, we cry because we get emotional at episodes of the Waltons. We cry in moments of great stress and at moments of great relief. In fact, in our theology, the sinful world is called a veil of tears. A veil is a valley, a deep valley of what the psalmist calls the valley of the shadow of death. Sin brings tears. Just think for an instance of Peter. What happened after he denied Jesus three times? The Bible says he went out and wept bitterly. Guilt took hold of him. I can see in my mind different husbands, grown men, standing in my office in various places, sobbing. Because when they got home from a business trip or got home from the office, their wife announced to them, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And all of a sudden, their their life fell apart. I think of people who have called and I can hear the Crying on the line. Mom died. The doctor says I have cancer. Sin and its effect in our lives 
brings tears. Because sin reminds us. Or tears remind us, or sin reminds us, and death and things like that remind us that we aren't really in control. And there are things we can't change, can't do anything about. Especially the way sin wreaks havoc and eventually even destroys us physically. And some people talk about being strong, and they say, oh, she's being strong because she hasn't cried. That just means that he or she is holding the tears inside, but the tears inside are no less real than the tears outside, and sometimes they're even harder on us physically when we keep them inside. So yeah, living in a sin-sick world involves tears. But there's another source. Our tears are also the fruit of God's grace in our lives. You know, I've shared with you that when my dad died, a week, about a week or so after when I was in the office for the first time, by my, and by myself, the secretary had left, I found myself crying uncontrollably, sobbing. It was sadness. Well, I don't think I've told you, about two months later, I was at the Texas District Pastors Conference at Bethany Lutheran in Austin, and at our communion service that evening, Bethany has this great music program. They had a they had a full orchestra made up of members and a full choir, and they were singing the Hallelujah chorus. And I was sitting there with tears streaming down my face, imagining my dad in heaven singing that song. And imagining being with him again. You know, I, it's only possible because of God's grace in Christ. I, I think of a, a freshman student early in my time at Concordia. And I got called to go to her room because she was, her roommates didn't know what to do because she was all balled up in a fetal position, just sobbing her eyes out. She was homesick. And, you know, I could have put that in any number of college dorm rooms, any number of years that I was there in the first month of September, if that's what you deal with. And then every time I would see her during that first month of September, she was crying. She missed home. Well, I saw her cry one other day, four years later at graduation. It was always my job, other than the prayers and stuff, to to hand the... uh, the the folders to the president so he didn't get sick turning back and forth from the table because the first year he did you know um so that was my job well she went right past him with tears in her eyes she hugged me and she said pastor thank you because of god's grace i made it and i had a great college time and i'm so thankful to be here and i wanted you to know God's grace in our lives gives reason for tears. It's amazing. There's a reason why we have that strange mixture. You know what I mean? What I was talking about with my dad, that strange mixture of joy and sadness all at once. 
It's because we have a God who cares so much that He chose to enter this veil of tears and become one of us. You know the most famous verse in the New Testament, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus came and experienced firsthand the firsthand the, the hurts, the pains, the sorrows of this sin-sick world. He stood in our shoes. He knows what grief is like. The shortest verse in the Bible tells us that Jesus, this about Jesus, he stood outside the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Jesus wept. I want you strong men to think about that. You know, all these strong men that think it's wrong to cry and all of that. Jesus, strongest of all men, wept. Listen to Isaiah describe him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow and familiar with suffering like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. That we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed in life and in his cross. Jesus experienced all the hurts, all the pains, all the sorrows, all the tears of our sin. And then on the third day, He rose again from the dead. Rose again, and by His rising, He changed tears of sorrow to tears of joy for Mary at the tomb. The Bible says He rose again that He might turn our wailing into dancing, that He might take off our sackcloth and clothe us with joy. By His death and resurrection, Jesus has taken the irreversible consequences of sin and reversed them. For you and me, death is no longer a gateway to damnation. Death is now the gateway to life everlasting. That's why His Easter hands are the gentle hands that wipe away our tear. Listen to John from the reading that that Gordon read. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And today is Mother's Day. Day when we remember our mothers and everything that they did for us, did for our, and the mothers of our children did for them. Remember? Remember when you were little and somebody hurt your feelings? Who'd you go to? I bet for a lot of you it was your mother. When you had a sliver, now, I had somebody correct me that dad did it in their family, but when you had a sliver, for me it was mom. She was a lot more gentle and her hands were smaller than dad. Take that sliver out without it hurting. 
when you fell and bruised yourself. You know, I saw it the other day at the airport in Kansas City. Was, I had gate-checked my bag, and so I was waiting for the um, bags to come up, and this mother and little one, maybe three or four years old, came out, and he was pulling his bag with him, and he wasn't looking, and you know, they, they have those little step-ups in the thing, and he just tripped and fell down, and he was crying. Well, guess where mother was right away? Down on her hands and knees, comforting him, standing him back up, getting him going. I remember my mom, when I would be restless at night, little boy, sitting by the side of the bed, rubbing my back, till I fell asleep. God, our Lord's Easter hands are like those mother's hands. That's what He does for us. Sometimes we don't know what to do. We're lost and confused and we're hurting because of it. He listens, doesn't He? When we pour out our confusion. When we're like Peter and we come to Him with our confession and how we've heard, He does the same thing for us that He did for Peter. He forgives us. He restores us. He picks us up and set us, sets us on our feet and embraces us and hugs us. He speaks to us in His Word. He listens to our prayer. He invites us to His table for the best comfort food there is. The Lord's body and blood and the bread and wine. You know, I remember sometimes He sends friends who tell us that they love us, tell us that He loves us. And I remember one time, a young man at the university was sitting in my office and he was telling me how he'd betrayed his girlfriend. And then he started to cry because all sorts of confessions started to come out. Things that he'd been carrying inside of him. Just tears. And he was looking down and he said, Pastor, can God possibly love me? Said, yeah, He can. In fact, He does love you. He gave His Son for you. He forgave you before you even asked. And I got to watch as his shoulders relaxed and his head lifted and a smile spread across his face. Right there in front of me, I got to watch as Jesus did just what he promised and wiped away the tears. You know, I love this phrase, he will wipe every tear from your eyes. The word to wipe literally means he will obliterate every tear from your eye. That's what your Lord did, isn't it? He obliterated every reason for mourning, crying, pain, death, grief. And because He's done that in heaven, our tears of sadness and despair are no more. They are replaced with joy forever. For His Easter hands are the gentle hands that wipe away all our tears. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting.
Amen.